Everybody and welcome to a Wyatt Mouth Lamp Lit. Lit it? Light it? I don't know. Two time, two time, beast slaying. Stratifying episode of your favorite brothers doing what they do best, and that's disgusting. <laughs> We're gonna cover everything, man. This is a huge week. We're gonna cover everything from Sasha Banks's polarizing return to the greatest takeover ever again. The greatest one since the last one in our opinion. I wanted but, to do the, what's uh, the song for We're also going to... Okay, just keep going. I'm sorry. <laughs> we are not your no, 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 no. Uh, And how about, real quick, how, how many people tweeted about uh, Johnny Wrestling's great ring attire for Wolverine, and he had the best tweet about it? Weapon NXT, secret weapon. Yeah, yeah I like weapon that. X. I thought that was pretty good. And also, anyway, uh, so yeah, Sasha Banks. We're going to cover the greatest takeover again, um, which just means that every takeover seems like it's better than the last. And we got to talk about Bray Wyatt capturing the imaginations of wrestling fans everywhere. And Matt, we got to give some kudos to WWE Creative earning some major respect this week. Much more. Matt's got a brand new game for us where I got to figure out, I think somebody, based on a character name, if they're from Glow, like the real Glow, Glow the TV show, or if they're a superhero. You're supposed to... What a mouthful. You gotta read it, because it rhymes. You have to go, the new game called Glow, 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 or, superhero. Glow or Superhero. Like... Man. <laughs> Nothing like a little alliteration. Yeah. Matt, how are you? I am doing great. Well, except for the wasp nest I just found in my backyard. But I'm doing oh. pretty hot. <laughs> This week has been great. We just went over our stats uh, for the show. And even though one guy listened to 15 episodes, he didn't listen to the same episode 20 times, 15 times. So it still counts. Right. Because we, our other episodes counts. blew up this week. So we got to thank all the Brothers of Discussion Faithful for continuing to share us. And of course, of course, huge, huge fun night on social media with everybody uh on uh at bod podcast i mean the whole weekend but um SummerSlam was great monday night raw it felt like everything we were sharing on monday was blowing up so we appreciate you guys for uh for for keeping track of what we were posting on monday tuesday never really goes well but uh thank you yeah, what sunday and monday come on guys <laughs> all right but yeah you could find uh, you could tweeting about nxt uk to myself I was liking my own tweets. Get out there and like those tweets. Yeah, Come yeah, on. Yeah, get out there and help the Brothers of Discussion grow. Uh, but uh, if you want to help us grow, find, grow, grow. Yeah, I keep thinking glow, so I think I'm saying it wrong. Grow, glow, glow, and superhero. Matt, <laughs> where can they find us? At BOD Podcast. You can find us. Um, uh, our website is bodpodcast.com or brothersofdiscussion.com. And please, we have pretty much stopped posting on our Facebook business page, except for when new episodes go out. But we have our new Facebook group where we're going to go through live wrestling discussions. So we, we put the notation on there for some spoilers. But please join us on there. That is where we are probably getting the most interactive conversations because it's not just from us. It's from all of you, the brothers of discussion, faithful. Uh, so, again, thank you, everybody, for listening this uh, this week, uh, the past couple weeks. 
uh, to our episodes that were mainly focused on uh, some 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 huge topics we're gonna go uh, we're gonna go a little bit deeper into today, including uh, the fiend. But I think that'll be number two yeah. on the list if we want uh, if you want to take over, Mike. No, just a quick shout out, um, Andre C. He's been money as usual. Uh, Chris B. and Chris M. We know we love uh, Josh and you guys about AEW, but we love your contributions. Um, and Amy D has been rocking it out. And also, I don't think we've ever dropped this name. It's Andrew S. Uh, he's been pretty hot on the Facebook group. So thank you, all you guys, because you, your contributions just get everybody going. Love it. Uh, but yeah, we can dive right into the content, Matt, if you're ready. Because uh, we, we don't get to say this very often, Matt. WWE Creative hit a, a home run this weekend. Uh, a nice. lot of angles, a lot of feuds, a lot of matches to talk about, but um, I think there's a lot of speculation about what what the heck are they going to do with Bray Wyatt. Yes, vignettes are successful, but that's a whole different animal to the live performance. And Matt, I think you're you're totally going to agree. They 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 knocked it out of the park. Um, Bray came out. Uh, his entrance. Uh, I think one of my favorite things was the pop when uh, the lyrics started for that song, and it was still an allusion to his old song, you know, the catching flies in his mouth. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we had the lyrical callbacks to the original. Um, obviously, the show stealer was that lamp uh, designed to look like Bray's head. Oh, man, what was your reaction when you first saw it? Because I know I kind of saw it. Like, you could kind of tell what it was when he, f- like, the lamp first hit you know, like the screen, you know what I mean? Like it, it was yeah. still super blurry. It was very dark, but I, I felt I, like, you know, I, I saw it and I was still trying to figure out what the hell I was looking at. But man, when he, when they did that he, close up, Oh my God. I yeah, popped for it that. Was, it was stunning stuff. Um, I, I think whoever came up, whoever wrote that character, a plus, whoever designed that lamp, a plus, but also, uh, that production value because they shot it like a horror movie where kind of like a kind of like the money shot in a horror movie yeah. where you kind of get glimpses before you get a full on view of what it is, and then um, so you kind of got glimpses. You're like, oh my god, that's not somebody's head, is it? And then sure enough, you know, you get the teases with the strobe lights up the ramp, and then he gets to the ring, and by God, Bray's carrying his own head with a light in it. Um. I think I think I was speechless. I think there was things that you wanted to talk about on Twitter, but all you wanted to do was share emojis with the mouths hanging open because you didn't know how to react. Um, no, it was great because my uh, I mean, what I tweeted out was a picture of the lamp, and then I said, "This is all of our <laughs> reaction right now," because that was that was all of our faces. We just didn't have a light coming out of our mouths, but we were all <laughs> mouth I, you know game. What, man, I, I know that the had direct influence from Tom Savini um, and his Makeup Academy uh, to get all this stuff together. But, you know, I I haven't seen anything yet. I would want to see what kind of, like, horror movie producers they talked to because I don't, I don't think it was an accident that that thing looked gorgeous, like, from the lens to us sitting at home. You know what I mean? Well, I'll, I'll say this, um, and this probably isn't what anybody's super interested in, but um, I, I, I work for, and we shared some photos from uh, Multimedia Makeup Academy. Uh, yeah. And, and, of course, a, a quick shout-out. If you guys saw the mask that was made for me, 
made by uh, Sammy Maskell. She is at Ms.SammyMaskell on Instagram. You guys can go check her out. And, of course, let us know if you want one of those masks because she said uh, she's she's ready to start making a bunch of them. Uh, so a little bit cheaper than what the WWE shop is selling them for. Uh, and, of course, a little a little bit more of a personal touch. But uh, any hoozles, uh, so my contacts at uh, the Makeup Academy, they're not huge fans of Tom Savini, Mike. Huh. So the, the go-around is that he uses his students kind of thing. And then even this um, this idea of the mask being made with Tom Savini, I found out that he was really just there for like a photo shoot. And then he, he made the quick exit and somebody else <laughs> is the artist behind this beautiful mask. Probably the artist behind the lamp. Uh, super disappointing because I know we've been huge fans of Tom Savini for a very long time. Uh, probably since yeah, it sounds like watched. he's uh, taking the Edison approach. Yeah, and yeah, that's exactly what he's doing. He's got the lab, and then uh, takes all the credit for the the brains. Yeah, hmm. uh, yeah we don't want to completely bury Tom because nobody really knows the story. But uh, from the people that are in the industry making uh, these these works of art themselves, that's uh, that's what I've been told. So, huh? We'll we'll, we'll see. But uh, yeah, that was. I just had to get that off my chest because I was so excited to talk about Tom Savini a week ago writing blogs and then uh, of course my co-workers let me in on that little i don't know rumor secret i don't know but it's it's still beautiful work yeah for sure uh I, like that's all for the entrance too I, like uh, the music was really good the lighting was really good um and then we get to the match and i think that was the part where we were like oh boy what's this gonna look like like we know that Kane, for example, his mask evolved over the years, right? And most of that was because of it would kind of slide up and down his face. It would get sweaty. It was hard for him to see. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think Bray looked like Bray. Like, it, it looked like he had the new wrinkles to his, his repertoire, but he, he didn't look like he was stumbling at all. Uh, well, one thing I, I'd throw out there, too, if you remember seeing him for the first time in that mask compared to now, that mask yeah. is tightly wrapped around his head. I... I would, uh, you know, put out the. I, I would suggest that maybe they made an adjustment, and Bray wanted this to be perfect. So after that first go round where he we finally got to see uh, the Fiend compared to now, I think it it really was like yeah, SummerSlam's a huge show. It's a great time to put out the Fiend, but I think we've been watching Firefly Funhouse since May, right, or April. So, like. I think I think that this just goes to the to the idea that you know they they're really taking their time with this and this is really important to them. It's really special because if they wanted to push this out and force it, I think they would have had yeah. Bray fight you know without the mask. But they took their time and they waited and they got this this whole idea, this persona, um, not just from a from a character storyline aspect, but the visual aspect is now. Uh, you can make the argument is perfected at this point. So I, I, yeah. I think that that's really good news for WWE fans, pro wrestling fans going forward, because if they're taking a guy like Bray Wyatt, who we've seen lose for years, but they're going to be patient and they're going to do it right. This could bode well for a lot of the characters going forward. Yeah. Um, I want to mention a couple things. Um, in the match, we saw him bust out the mandible claw. That was how he finished off Finn. Well, I think we um, all have our new favorite move, the neck snap. Uh, 
the, the yeah, murder I, of Finn Balor. Like, the lamp scared me, but the neck-breaking spot. Like, oh, my God. The... After all the flack WWE got for the curb stomp with Seth Rollins, I was, I was like, well, that's down the toilet, I guess, because there's a broken neck spot. Like, a classic, like, James Bond, yeah. you know, breaking uh, the necks of the, you know, the henchmen. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, going up and down the line. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... I saw some people kind of, you know, flapping their jibs about, you know, how come Finn got to put in more offense, but I, I like that. Because um, I think it, it was, I think it was by design that, you know, Bray was supposed to have this hurt heel um, uh, match. So he would hurt Finn and then he was, you know, he allowed Finn to kind of get some offense and that looked like the heel moment when the glove came up. So I, I thought that was by design. I, 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 I couldn't find. There's nothing to nitpick about this. This was pretty perfect. Uh, Matt, let me ask you a hot tag question about this. Um, we had a very slow because you you mentioned it. You know they've been doing this since about May, yeah. April or May. Uh, just dropping hints about this Firefly Funhouse gimmick, right? And it's been a super slow build, which is not WWE's mo. They like to you know tease it and once you know. Just start filling your eyeballs with it because they put money into it. Let's get the investment out there. Do you think, I guess it's kind of a two-part question, Matt. Do you think that they're going to keep going with this slow burn? Um, and at this point, is that what's best for business? I think Monday gave us a lot of answers because we did not see Bray. Or you know what? We, oh shit, we're two days. We're we're on Wednesday, Mike. We had SmackDown too. Yep. Uh, there's no fiend. Uh, I think that was a great move because I wanted it so bad. I wanted it to open the show. Yep. But now I, I think because they did that, now now we get to watch the next few weeks, wondering when he is gonna come back out. Um, what's that next storyline gonna be? And I. I I just like the the anticipation that's being built up because that's that's the way pro wrestling should work. Like think about how many times we had to watch Shane McMahon every week. Of course we're gonna get so bored of that man, but uh, the you know to to handle the fiend this way is just. I think that's that's the plan to answer your question is to is to go slow with this and have it mean something, um, and that's evidenced by after it exploding on social media, seeing him nowhere near monday night raw right. or smackdown um but then it's it just it feels it feels right it feels like the thing you should do at this point um i i think the interesting conversation is what should happen next because i have a theory mike oh. of who the fiend should feud with going forward i don't it doesn't necessarily have to be a specific person right but what i really like is this idea of these guys that were huge in like NXT or like they were huge at one point in the WWE and then all of that fizzled out. Mm. And that's what we saw with really the Fiend's characters, what, you know, I, I really feel like this is all built from. And then that's kind of what we're seeing with Finn. So he did get the Royal Rumble match uh, against brock lesnar but i mean there was no way he was going to win that right and now how how long is it going to be till he gets another universal title shot like a realistic one where we could actually think he could win um that being said mike i feel like 
a guy that could uh, kind of uh, fit that same mold. And then we're also kind of going yay or nay in regards to like, uh, like we we still have like this is is the fiend a face or a heel? I think it still stays in a gray area. But um, somebody like Nakamura, Ooh. I think would be fun. Uh, you've got a, I mean, that's the problem is it might not be Nakamura because he's got the title right now. Right. And I think, I, I don't think the fiend needs to chase after titles. Kind of the same thing we used to talk about with Alistair Black. Him chasing a title is not what Alistair Black does. Um, let me actually jump on that too. And I, I, I want to get your thoughts because I, I feel like a lot of people feel this is the best way to go. Why would he ever fight Aleister Black as in his second feud? Two guys that need to be built up. Knocking down one of them is not helping anything when you have rosters that need to be built was, up and new guys that, that need reported? to take over. Aleister Black? That's what's all over Twitter. It was on SmackDown uh, while Aleister wasn't doing anything. Um, it's kind of... I think it's just this easy thing that people make this connection because they both have dark characters mm. and they just can't get past that. Like where to, to the, to the point where that should be more or less like a huge feud. I think huge uh, for both characters. Yeah. That would be a I, terrible idea. I, you know, like, um, thank you. remember the Miz talking about, um, uh, I think AJ and Daniel before there was really a, a face heel dynamic. He's talking about you know how boring it is to have like a, a gentleman's contest. Yeah. It would be like that, but with two demonic guys who who just want to fight like a monster. So it it feels like it would be a different version of that. I think you would need somebody a little little squeakier. I think you would need somebody like a ricochet. It's just that how many more losses are they gonna? you know, pile onto poor Ricochet before he actually does something of substance you know, on the main roster. But um, I think uh, I don't I don't need to know who the the, uh, the next feud's going to be. I think you're right on that. I think um, what this does is it, it makes Mondays and Tuesdays exciting because now you just want to tune in and see if you get a little nugget, you know, about, you know, the future of The Fiend, about the future of Bray Wyatt. So you're, you're not... It always feels like, you know, Raw and SmackDown, you, you're going to, you know, do the um, uh, musical chairs. Like, you know, now it's, you know, 8 o'clock on Monday, so we're going to get a Seth segment. Now it's 8 you know, 6, so we're going to get a McMahon in there. You know, like, you got to get the, everybody gets a turn. But this adds, like, a, a, a real level of intrigue for me because it feels like old-school booking where you're not going to see everybody every week and you're, you're tuning in to see what treat you're going to get. And I think Bray is that for the audience. So I hope I hope we're both right because I, I would like to see like something deeper because we've been asking for deeper storytelling. So e even if it's subtle, but if Bray continues to go after the characters like I mentioned, the ones that have kind of fizzled out, and then that'll give them an opportunity to like you know rise again, kind of thing, which I think we're gonna get from Finn Balor too. Right. Um, like send he sends everybody on vacation. I think that, that would be a fun <laughs> dynamic. Um, but yeah, there's there's definitely like for this to work, we we gotta avoid overexposure. Like we can't have me taking screenshots and then I you know by the end of uh you know the fall I have a thousand different pictures of uh the fiend taking out different people because he just comes out every match to. <laughs> to destroy another super like i i 
I have confidence that they're not going to do that. Um, but it's still, you know, you'd be crazy not to be scared of it. Yeah, I, you know, I can see him feuding with, um, you know, kind of piggybacking off that. Somebody somebody established, but who doesn't need wins. You know, that's kind of where Ballard came from. Um, I don't think Ali is strong enough to really sell it emotionally, but I think it would be cool to see him against, like, a Ziggler or, like, a Randy Orton. Um, yeah, Ziggler does seem like a good idea, especially, like, with where he's at right now. Yeah. Um, and we can pivot into that, too, if you want but um, him getting squashed by Goldberg, as you put it, uh, then destroyed very quickly uh, by the Miz. Which <laughs> even that was kind of I thought I thought maybe because they were uh, doing so many lead-ins to it and building it up over the week that you know even after he fights Goldberg, he's got the Miz on Monday. But uh, you know that one was pretty quick. Uh, but. Give, give Ziggler, like, that vacation, or, or if he really is leaving the company, like, the rumors are going back and forth on whether or not he has been granted his release or that they're telling him he can't leave, which I think is hilarious. But, uh, yeah, have him have the Fiend take him out. Perfect. Yeah. I, you know, I could use a few days off. You know, if the Fiend wants to come over and feud with me, I you know, I wouldn't mind. You know, come to the office yeah. <laughs> and... You know, give me the mandible claw and, you know, put me out of commission. I'm, I'm happy to be in a hospital bed for a few days. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, let's... With Ziggler... Well, let's jump... Yeah, let's jump into Zig. Yeah. Um, you know, he has this weird new... I guess it seems like it's a new gimmick where he gets beat up and loses, and then he gets pinned, and then he gets on a microphone and says, you know, ah, merely a flesh wound, you know, and we get to queue up the Monty Python gifts. Um... I think, Matt, my favorite part of this is it took three spears to silence Ziggler, but it only took one skull-crushing finale. Yeah. Good on Ziggler to sell it that way, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but here's, I mean, Matt, I, here's what I want you to touch on. Ready? Uh, some of the talking heads, Bubba Ray, uh, said that this was Goldberg's redemption match after the Undertaker debacle. Matt? Yeah. Was that uh, that statement make you grind your molars like it did for me? Well, here's the thing: when we were going through our predictions last week, you know, we I th I think this is part of the story we talked about. I just don't know about the word choice. Um, I I don't like the word redemption, but this totally was booked so that Goldberg has if this is his last match, that's the last thing we see is him destroying Ziggler, because. I don't think they want people going through the network and searching Goldberg. And then forever, the last thing is that Undertaker match. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Goldberg went into the Connecticut offices and said, or I guess the New York offices and said, I got, I'm coming back. I can't let that be my last match. I need something else. And then they looked around the room and said, Ziggler, get over here. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I, if somebody told me that was the truth, uh, no matter the way you got to the end of it, uh, that they were just trying to make sure Goldberg didn't have a shitty last match. I, that's what we talked about last week. It's just redemption. Yeah. No, that's that's wrestlers patting each other. Yeah, that's wrestlers patting each other on the back. That's having to read Chris Jericho tweets about how great Goldberg is and him continuing to say, "I swear I'm not joking." It's like God, God on, damn! Man. Like we, nobody has ever believed that he was a great wrestler. He was just a fun story. Let's I, let's get over ourselves. I think there's two things to look at. One is 
the metrics, okay? So Goldberg matches are traditionally about five to ten minutes long because he doesn't know how to fight. Yep. Doesn't have any offense. He, I cannot help myself. We've said it a thousand times. Yep. So I think there's two ways to look at it. The metrics are awful. Uh, the other way is the eyeball test. Uh, he does a spear and a jackhammer. Now, can I do a really scary-looking spear and jackhammer? No. Do I have the physique <laughs> of Goldberg? No. But he's not a good wrestler. I'm sorry. You you can't you can't call yourself a good wrestler if you have five moves. Um, he's a hell of an entertainer, right? That's that's one part of it. But it's yep. It's like when we try to um, like like compare him to Velveteen Dream. Okay. So when you're a wrestler, Ooh. there's the look. Uh, there's um, like the move set, your ability to be on the mic. Uh, Goldberg, I you know, honestly, I think his. A lot of people try to come off as intense. I think he's legitimately intense. So I'll, I'll grade him well on the microphone. I think he's got the look. He's a big dude. Big dude. 300 pounds, all muscle. A big man. A, a big, <laughs> big man. <laughs> a little Patrick Star there for you, folks. And, um, yep. The other part so he, is, he's he's made the rounds uh, twice in two days. He is. Or... He's coming back. Um, <laughs> All right. But yeah, the the move set is critical to me saying right, like, right, right. man, what a great wrestler, and it's not there. I objectively, objectively, it's not there. It's not an opinion. The people coming to his aid, like the Bookers, the Jerichos, those are guys who actually have a move set. You know what I mean? Who can go 20 minutes yeah. in a championship match. Goldberg doesn't have it. He's got the other two stuff in, in spades. I'll give you I'll give you that. But he does not know how to wrestle. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just... If you look at what Matt Riddle said, does he have a legitimate gripe? Of course he does. So why are we giving Matt Riddle a hard time? I, I don't why know. Does, why is Goldberg owed this? Why is that the, the hill we're going to die on? It's the Goldberg yeah. Hill. Ugh. I, and I can't believe I'm dying on a Matt Riddle Hill. What the hell's going on in the world? Well, I mean, I'll die on a Ziggler Hill because <laughs> I got now I've got four T-shirts. Oh no! I'm gonna have to buy that new one that he was sporting. Bro, um, did you on Monday. did you order a new one for the uh, buy one get one a, a dollar? Uh, I was just because Ziggler was wearing the uh, oh the Kabuki um, Warriors. Yeah, yeah, that's the Kabuki funny. Warriors T-shirt. <laughs> um i like how when he came out there for the promo too just a little aside here uh he was like covering up his chest the whole time oh we know <laughs> like, it's there yeah yeah we saw it right away Zig. there's no point you're taking <laughs> off that coat to wrestle in a second um, um yeah let's uh <laughs> uh enough ziggler uh real quick uh just as far as people selling like a motherfucker uh trish stratus uh came back you know, off the bench. She's been on the legend bench for a while, and it's SummerSlam. We got to juice it up a little bit. Let's juice up that card, get some part-timers in there. She's um, a Toronto girl. Yeah. Uh, we, I liked uh, they were singing O Canada during her uh, her match. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I think it started off a little clumsy because, you know, she's getting the ring rust off, but by the end, it was one of the better, like, you know, last 10 minutes of a women's match I've ever seen. Um, as far as making the offense look brutal on both ends, uh, Trish, she sold some of those Charlotte kicks, like, you know, like they were gunshots, uh, 
I, I was uh, I was uh, thoroughly entertained by Trish. I, I thought she did a great job. I I mean I I will say for that for Sunday night for being on it was great. Um, super low stakes. Yeah. Charlotte who gets overbooked. Um, I I just probably won't go back to check this out. I saw. Some of your tweets, uh, you were pretty stoked at like uh, when she when she bridged the figure four. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, but I I don't know. It just she doesn't hold as as special of a place in my heart, I guess, as as guys like Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre do. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I'm looking for for big tits, Mike, I want to make sure that there's hair all over them. Uh, and they're on a six foot eight mint. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Ooh, here we go. I, I just it's finally I, coming I don't out know. here in episode ninety two. All right. Yep. <laughs> got a baby on the way, and Matt's got some stuff he wants to talk about. Here we go. Um, no, you know Drew what? McIntyre. Um, I think uh, just because it it, it was a um, a legend coming back who didn't embarrass herself, so that's one good thing. Um. Well, is there somebody else that deserved this rub? Uh, wait. Or was this more or less, we have to do it with Charlotte because she can make Trish look better at her advanced age? I, I'm just, I mean, Charlotte, you know, we, she's one of the best in the biz, so I'm glad they got together. And I'm, I'm, I'm not going to nitpick having, uh, you know, one, two... We had, Did we have four women's matches at SummerSlam? We had three one-on-one matches and then the pre-show had the tag match so if this you know this was this was a non-title it was just a um um you know bragging rights match i'm okay with that and trish uh you know this wasn't a wrestlemania so she went out on her back like she she took the loss for charlotte (laughs) Um, very poor choice of words um (laughs) there they are they're out there um yeah, it was fun. Well, we could. Uh, you want to transition? So you know, we get well. There uh, was the a, old guard. Yeah, a bigger, a bigger comeback. I'd say, as far as the contemporaries yeah. go, man. Sasha Banks back. Uh, she's she came out in a, a pink <laughs> wig and gave. She came out at a hell of a time. Uh, yeah, what cause... was what was the phrasing that she walked out to? Well, it was uh, Natty was reminiscing about her dream that she had about her father like and she never finished the story but i'm I'm gonna assume that her father was telling her you know you did good last night and i love you still and uh right when she was about to burst into tears telling that story which now we all know was all bullshit um <laughs> sasha came out and and I I think I've been extremely critical of Sasha and her choice to uh, take her bag and go home, which, I mean, if we look at all the decisions or all the instances that that has happened in pro wrestling, even a guy like Stone Cold has turned around and said um, he regrets doing that uh, for uh, what I want to say. I, I guess for lack of a better way of putting it, that, you know, it, it kind of looked childish to do it right um so i have been very critical of sasha but um man i did not mind having an natalia promo end early mm. holy shit balls was that <laughs> that was like a rake to the ears yeah. god every time she comes out 
Um, and, and you know, it's it's silly. It, we're talking about Trish coming back because she's in Toronto. How about Nanny getting a title shot just because it's in Canada? Um, she's yeah. not from Toronto. So I, I, I just... Those kind of things are always silly it, it was, to me. It and, was rough because, you know, it felt like some of this stuff had months to bloom, and this this was something they kind of haphazardly, well, you know, kind of slapped together. It's a it's a Kane versus Daniel Bryan after WrestleMania 30. Like it, it's a feud, you know, which which direction it's gonna go, and strategically they pick Natty because you'll get some cheers uh, at SummerSlam, which of course uh, the fans are actually behind Natty, uh, which just makes me lose all respect for Canadian pro wrestling <clears throat> fans. Um, and they're going to is... judge talent. Nah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sasha... yeah. All you got to do is be from Canada. And <laughs> all those horrible promos go right out the window. Yeah, just hold a flag of um, belief on it. They'll love you. Uh, Sasha, <laughs> Sasha came out in a pink wig, gave a hug. Uh, then she punched Natty, took her wig off, and she had blue hair. Um, and then... Which means she's evil. Yeah, blue is bad. Um, and then... After watching poor Natty just get pummeled with kicks and punches, the man, Becky Lynch, ran out to save her opponent from the night before to no avail because Sasha pulled out a chair and bonked her on the back of the head. Man, that was AEW style. Boom! So, for all the the respect I had for Sasha um, and all the goodwill for interrupting the Natty promo... It just goes right out the window because it's like, it, Jesus uh, did she Christ. Have to do that one night God, one. You know, yeah, we give one her so goddamn much crap for being sloppy in that night one. Bang, right <laughs> in the back of the head. Sean Spears style. Like, it's not. You can't twist that in any way for the like the hardcore wrestling fan. I mean, come on. Well, just you know, be on your toes. It's, it's your first night back. I know, be ready for something like that to happen. You we can can't... you can definitely blame Becky a little bit because sometimes it depends on how you get up. Like if they have the same. Um... Yeah, but you're holding the weapon. I know. I know. It just these just these things just always happen to Sasha. It's always. <laughs> You know, you and I aren't out there. We don't know how tough it is, but it's just like, God damn. Can you make the argument easier for us? That's what I'm asking. Make it easier well, for me to would... defend you. Yeah, just just to have, like, Paige in the back going, oh, man, that had to hurt. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, it, she's uh, immediately inserted into a title match with uh, Becky at, you know, whatever the next pay-per-view is. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm not, I'm not upset with that. Uh, you know, I, I think Sasha is more equipped than most to, um, like cut a, a good heel promo. I think she's kind of been on the stumbling a little bit cause they had her as a, you know, squeaky clean baby face with Bailey when they were tag team together. And in between that, Sasha had some boo-boos. So I feel like she's kind of been you know, kind of treading water for a little bit. But I, I think this is her meat and potatoes. I, I think she's much better as a heel. Uh, like, she was the one who, uh, you know, in NXT kind of helped crown uh, Bailey initially when, you know, Sasha was uh, the more obvious, you know, bad guy. Um, well, let me ask you, let me ask you this. Was all this Sasha stuff, all these rumors about her leaving, was that true? Or was it all a big work? Did they fool us all? 
I I I think that there's there's like a conspiracy theory. It's it's too tough to keep quiet. I, I think Sasha was legitimately a little upset about the way she's booked, um, and that she basically held the tag titles, you know, for a cup of coffee. Um, so I I think there was some truth to, to it. And then what WWE does is when those truths hit, they try to incorporate it into a storyline um, to save their own bacon. So. Uh, I'll say if if it is true, I I just it'll be so hard for me to ever back her up. Um, but I I was I'm like because this happened because of the uh the way that she came out um for for this you know to take to take down Natty and and this whole idea that this is always gonna follow her that she was going to leave because she felt she deserved more and like some fans don't like that yeah. and now she's heel like it just it kind of feels like maybe none of it was true and it was all this big work which of course i would be well, a much bigger fan of i i just i think yeah, it's interesting that um as far as who she comes out to beat up first you know sasha's on the bench for for months since wrestlemania and she beats up Natty, who has been in every dog shit storyline like the women's division's ever had. Like Natty gets just, you know, abused. She gets, you know, treated like the big show. You know, heel face, heel face, heel face. You know, no, no consistency. Whatever we need you to do, you're you're switching tonight. Um, I mean, we just we just saw another example of it. Sunday she's a heel. Monday she's a face again. Uh, so it's just kind of weird to see Sasha. You know, this character who we've seen, uh, and potentially Sasha the person, you know, just on social media, like, I'm the I'm the butterfly, I'm gonna fly to greener flowers. Um, and then she comes out to beat up Natty, who has just swallowed her pride and you know, done any and everything WWE's asked of her. And it's like, you and I give Natty flack. Right, and it's just because we're not huge fans of her promos. But as far as a worker, somebody who loves his business, like Sasha, that's who you should be. You, you know, you, you don't always yeah. get to be on top. I mean, I mean, I think it's fair to say there's more than so. I my I thing just, with this argument because I, I, I know where you're going. The promos coming forward. What I just I hope that in some capacity they find a, a smart way to address this. Uh, dynamic in the promos going forward yeah no you're, you're right and I, I think what we're gonna get to we're probably gonna get a couple weeks of natty uh you know looking to fight sasha she gets destroyed and becky's gonna come out and interfere or she'll just come out post-match and she'll cut a promo something like that'll happen um i my my thing is that yes i hate natty <laughs> i i don't like having natty on my tv because she's not good at promos. I don't appreciate someone that, um, you know, thinks they're bigger than the business. But I, I don't want to say that those two things are like the only two options. Because I think there's the good wrestler who can do promos that loves the business unconditionally. Um, I, I mean, that's what I love. I I will say that I'm still going to watch Sasha Banks in, in her matches. But uh, to say... That I respect her the same level that I respect somebody who wouldn't walk away from the business is a lie. Would be a lie on my part. So it is something that will stick in the back of my mind. And if I'm ever judging the greatest of all time, 
Um, you know, I'm guilty of doing this when I judge, like, uh, we're, we have our other show, the Brothers of Discussion Talk Hockey, which we'll talk about the Detroit Red Wings. There's guys on that team that are probably better than other people I give credit to, but because they left to other teams for more money, I, I feel like, you know, no, that guy should never have his jersey retired. I mean, this is this is a long explanation for something that I think everybody was already on board with what I was saying, but I, I just there's obviously there's more than one variable uh, to dissect, more than two, more than six variables to figure out like how you want to appreciate someone, respect someone, uh, have admiration for them, and love them. Yeah, and I just there's there's things for Sasha that she she keeps knocking herself down on. Uh, for Natty too, sure she's great, and I, you know, she'd be a great friend, have a great person to have on the show as a guest, because I'm sure she has some great stories. I don't know if she'd tell them very well, but <laughs> you know what? No, That's a great point. No, I'm it's... gonna, I'm gonna say she's the kind of person that has great stories, but she has no idea how to tell them. Hmm. So you're kind of like, uh, well, I mean, do we really want to hear this? Because she's gonna do a lot of hemming and hawing. Well, I like when we get the get get the women with microphones like you know like becky lynch is you know you know where the hawk were you i was here the whole time being the man winning the titles defending titles where were you sasha and i don't i really can't i'm racking my brain i don't know what sasha could come up with like i was biding my time i don't have to be here i'm the boss so the boss shows up when she wants and it's like yeah i i get it but you could have been showing up and getting title matches for yourself if you're really the boss you know i and yeah. that, beating up somebody with a broken arm I, I don't know right you know what you're right because if that is the storyline that says right there that she doesn't care about the title or or winning or you know proving that she's the best it's which i think is what you want out of a, a character yeah it's uh it's gonna be tough uh, i mean we're gonna find out yeah. you know something on monday but it doesn't seem like an enviable spot for the writers um i mean this this one night is huge and it, it for me it felt a little rushed because uh, she just came back and immediately like turned heel, and now she's got to explain, you know, making sad faces on Instagram for five months. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, but you know, that's the other thing. Like, do we give WWE enough credit? Like, where I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it was all a work. Are we gonna give them the credit that for five months, like five months ago, they had this plan? Yeah, I, I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, that's like, <laughs> it's like the Daniel Bryan thing. Oh, we knew. We knew. No, you did not. You bunch of fucking liars. <laughs> uh, man, you know what I do know is that next week, much to Xavier Woods' excitement and then chagrin, because he's not included, the king of the ring <laughs> tournament is back. Uh, I, I actually, I, I like this tournament. Um it's kind of weird though. If you we look, like all tournaments. I love tournaments. Cruiserweight, May Young, tag team. Uh, oh, the Dusty Rose Classic, Daddy. Um, but yeah, man, I was, you know, looking back, it has been a few years um, since we had one. It was, man, Bad News Barrett was, you know, King Bad News Barrett or something in 2015. Uh, you had Seamus yeah. Regal. Uh, pretty late in his career too. It was like 09 or 08 for Regal. Uh, Booker T, Brock, Edge, Kurt Angle, Billy Gunn. Jesus. I'll give this King of the Ring. You know who he fought, too? <laughs> he fought uh, X-Pac, was the runner-up. 
Whoa, yeah. man. A All right, yeah, no, this, Civil this War tournament means DX. a ton. Yeah. Um, Shamrock, <laughs> Triple H, of course. Uh, and then the greatest one of all time, Stone Cold, you know, the one that launched him into the, you know, Trish Stratosphere, if you will. Yeah. In 96. I still go back and watch that promo once in a while. I'm sure we all do. Uh, I, I always like the Macho King. Because well, that was just there's so some silly. really weird ones, like Mabel? Mabel. The guy who, he's just fat. That was his move. He's fat. Uh, hey, that's legitimate pro wrestling there. Yep. You can't lift the guy. A lot there's of no people. you're going to yeah um well i i'll i want to start tito dibiase and macho king of course and then we got a r.i.p for harley and then uh uh dean morocco i don't actually know his first name (laughs) let me uh let me uh ask you this mike how important is it that this is not gimmicky how did i write dean it's don morocco what an embarrassment go ahead nobody cares how important is it? I'm, I'm, <laughs> how important is it that, that you know this is about pro wrestling and it's not gimmicky? Something that probably resulted in Mabel winning, or even go to Stone Cold beating up Jake the Snake. Like there was still this silly story behind the victory. Like how important is it for you, Mike, that this ends because of a great wrestling match and you know. We'll just throw it out there. The matches from start to finish should be amazing too. How important is that? Um, I mean, I think that's what we thought we were getting last year when they, you know, when Shane started this whole best in the world. They had that mini tournament in Saudi Arabia, and we thought, is this our King of the Ring? But it it didn't really get that um, label attached to it. Um, I think that based based on who's on this. Uh, Lacard, which we were about to get into, I, I don't think we're going to get an instance where it's Billy Gunn versus X-Pac in the finals, uh, or that it's going to be, you know, the Mabel of 2019 winning. Uh, it looks like we've we've got some, you know, legitimate grapplers out there, some real mat rats, if you will, uh, except for the first name, of course, uh, the Miz, uh, Ricochet, uh, Matt, your boy Drew McIntyre. Um, don't call him Mustafa Ali, uh, Kevin Owens, Chad Gable, freshly short-haired, um, Andrade, Shelton Benjamin. Who knows where he's looking? Uh, Sami Zayn, Cedric Alexander, Baron. I am not boring. Corbin, um, Apollo Cruz is boring, and then Buddy Murphy, Cesaro, Elias, and rounding out the sixteen. Samoa Joe. I think this is a compelling tournament, Matt, because. Uh, probably see like four or five guys winning it yeah i i was gonna say why don't why don't we play we all we all have like the same two guys who probably like off the top of our heads are like these are the two guys that should win all right chad gable and ali all right so then after that we gotta pick who's number three all right so (laughs) i think we all are looking at andrade and drew mcintyre yes obviously drew mcintyre is the only name on my mind when they announced it before they even said he was in the tournament, you're making love my immediate to reaction was, oh, go thank on. God, <laughs> thank God Drew McIntyre's going to have something he can win. <laughs> but I I don't know. The more I think about it, the more that this feels like it's going to somebody that still deserves it based on his crowd reactions. 
and I think will do a lot for legitimizing his ability in the ring, which he doesn't do a ton of. And that's Elias. I would say, after giving it some thought, obviously, when Drew McIntyre gets eliminated, I'm going to throw a huge hissy fit as if I had never even considered him losing. And I'm going to be pissed till the tournament's over oh, and God. he gets his if he ever gets a title shot like that'll be the length of time that i will still be angry but um i mean when i went through this list you're you're not gonna just give it to Sami Zayn. that's not what his character's about he's gonna be about being a douche and losing cedric's too new so is ali he doesn't need this uh ricochet loves losing uh the miz is too big for this but it's just like you go through this list and you're right there are a lot of guys uh, that that should could would win this but like, it's it's elias that is going to hold that scepter wear the crown and really own that title as king of the ring i think more than anybody else especially you know more than like a samoa joe who's just gonna look doofy with his huge samoan boobies <laughs> hanging through his cape well um, like, I, I think immediately you take out half the field because, you know, the names I read off, heel, 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 and then Bret Hart, Bret Hart, Tito, heel, heel, heel. So you basically have all heels and then Bret Hart. So, you know, Miz, out, Ricochet, out, Ali, out, Kevin Owens, out, Chad Gable, out, Sheldon Benjamin, out. And so many of these Cedric, guys are going to have new feuds start because of this. Apollo Crews, out. Um, I mean, it'd be cool to see, like, a Buddy Murphy or, like, a Cesaro, somebody like eh. that who who could use, you know, something to eh. a feather in the cap, but... No, I, I, I'm i going to be honest. Uh, Buddy Murphy would give me the hardest eye roll. Really? Uh, he's He should be in, like, an actual storyline. If he wins King of the Ring, I it it just it, it's gonna it's gonna hit me too hard in regards to like pushing this guy because I I think he needs to get over through story. Not we know he's a good wrestler. He needs to prove that he can work promos and make a story legit, which he's doing a great job yeah. with uh working with Roman and Daniel and Rowan. Yeah, him winning King of the Ring, I don't think. I don't think that's in the realm of, of legitimizing him. I think, uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, by that same token, that takes out Andrade, because we already know he can wrestle. You're right. And that's kind of where I started getting away from Drew McIntyre. Today. I disagree, because I feel like we've seen a lot of Drew as a sidekick to Dolph, as a sidekick to Shane. Um, I think this would be his opportunity to prove, you know, not only did he take out the shield, yeah. but he can also take out. Cedric Alexander. But none of these guys on the list, had, like, people were actually making up fake rumors that they were going to go up against Brock Lesnar. Because none of them make sense. None of them would stand a chance against Brock. But Drew did. So, in that vein, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that, yes, we all recognize Andrade is an amazing talent. But I think if we're starting to make rumors about Drew McIntyre getting a push, you know, within, within the last year, uh, I think people see his talent. 
And I think I, if if everybody right away jumped up and said either Drew McIntyre or Andrade, I, I feel like they're on the same level. You know what, Mike? Go f- yourself. Drew McIntyre is the greatest talent to ever hit the ring. He's the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, I mean, to the WWE. Yeah. Um, I, you know. So what's going to happen, Mike, is he's going to go up against Cedric in either the first or second round, and Cedric's going to beat him. Oof. I don't know why you wouldn't put Drew in the finals, like winning it all. I I, I don't know. I, I can't no, I can't I, talk I, myself. I, I like the Elias pick because as far as somebody wearing a crown, I, I don't even think Drew would do that. I think if anything, he would take a scepter and just hit people with it. Or he'd give people like, oh, he'd melt down some gold point. and pour it on his enemy's head, you know? You know what? Andrade would wear that crown. Drew would look ridiculous in that crown. That does not fit his character. Well, I don't think at Stone Cold all. ever wore the crown. Well, that's true. Like, it... that's why I think they're gonna update it. Like, they're gonna do, um, you know, like a scepter, something like that. Or, you know, if Elias ends up winning, he'll end up dressed up like Elvis. You know, like the king. You know, something goofy like that. That's a pretty good idea. Yeah. That's an okay idea. That's well, fine. as far as uh, pretty good ideas go, Matt, um, you know we got to see how this tournament plays out. But I know you want you got a new game for us to play, and I want to make sure we have time for it because we're pushing fifty-two minutes here, bud. Woo! All right, so we are playing Glow, Glow, or Superhero. Yeah, Mike. Rules, I like to think, are pretty simple. <laughs> what we're gonna do here. You're going to get the name of either an original Glow character, a Netflix Glow character, which, of course, are all made up, or you're going to get a uh, an obscure female superhero oh, no. name. I, thought, uh, I didn't character. know they were going to be obscure superheroes. I thought it was going to be like, Ant-Man. <laughs> yep, and female. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> Shoot. All right. Well, how many of these do you have queued up, Matt? If I, Mike, if I, I get have... one right, do we just call it a day? Yeah, we can We can do that if you want. You can tap out. I, I want to hear you tap, tap out. out. Okay. Matt, here we go. This is our first ever glow, glow, or superhero. All right. I, I think I'm going to go easy on you here to get you started. Okay? All right. So I, I don't want to put too much pressure on it because when I do that, then I feel like I... I put you too far in one direction and you go against, uh, you know, what, <laughs> where you should go. Um, I'm not going to give you Zoya the Destroyer. All right. Um, but let's, uh, let's see if we can give you something that you might recognize, but I don't know. Let's jump in here. All right. First one, Mike, Mount Fiji. Is that an original glow character, a Netflix glow character, or... A superhero. That is an original glow character. Nice. Good yeah. job, Mike. I mean, no background needed for me to explain. You got that correct. She is an original glow character. Uh, even has some characters that are based off her in the Netflix show. Yeah, Machu Picchu. All right, Mike. Number two. Renee Montoya. Now, Mike, is that an original glow character, a Netflix glow character, or a superhero? Now, let me riddle me this, Matt. Renee Montoya. Are, with these, if it's a superhero, are we doing this like uh, Avengers Infinity War? Or is this like their superhero name? Or are you giving me potentially alter egos? Mike, the superhero names that I am providing in this game 
are all based off the name that they would be called in in a superhero battle or like whatever they're they're known as uh i don't know how how do i want to put this um like what would their comic book name be gotcha how's that renee montoya is one of the original glow wrestlers mike renee montoya is uh <laughs> uh what do i want to say here so she is a superhero let me read the Son description i copied who is uh, renee cause... montoya uh okay so this is uh, this is a terrible description of renee montoya it just says uh wait a minute she makes from batman no she has no relation to batman uh renee maria montoya correct matt she's a cop from batman no I'm, she's a trained detective her abilities trained detective she's not no she's not in dc comics there's another she's there's not two renee, renee montoyas i guess so Man. anyway moving on all right well hey if you're saying <laughs> wait a minute so you're saying you know who renee montoya is but you got it wrong yeah because she's not a superhero she doesn't have any powers Unless you oh count train detective as a superpower. Uh, but I'm thinking oh of the God. DC character, like, not the So let me know, get this straight. Comics. You don't think Batman you don't think Batman's a superhero. He's super rich. Oh my god. That's a power. Renee Montoya is a beat cop, man. She makes barely salary. Let me pull this. She's up. like twenty one bucks an hour. That's not super. I mean, she could do like oh, she is like a one room. Yeah, she is in DC Comics. Yeah. All right. Well. Well, you kind of ruined the game here by complaining so much, but um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm super excited to fun, keep going. I, I no, I, I'm super thrilled to to give you the next name that you'll complain Ooh, about. Yeah, I want to complain. Um, what do you got? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, Mike. Uh, are they from the original Glow Netflix Glow? Or are they a superhero? Yeah. <sighs> All right, let's go. Uh, let's give you Matilda the Hun. Matilda the Hun is an original Glow cast member. Yay! Mike got that one right, everybody. Woo! Let's see if he complains about it. Mike, you have any gripes about getting that one right? I, uh, I feel inconvenienced. Do you have an... All right. <laughs> All right, let's do one more. All right, here's the last one. All right. Polaris. Now, Polaris, Mike, is that an original glow? Now, some may Netflix say her name's Pol Polaris. Others would say Polaris. Oh, it's Polaris. Uh, yeah, it's Polaris. <laughs> Polaris is a superhero. Do you know who Polaris is? I don't. All right. Polaris is the daughter of Magneto. Ah. Okay. Just like Scarlet Witch. Oh. Little, you want to do one more? Fact, Magneto was the Will Chamberlain of the mutant universe. Because <laughs> he has so many 20, kids. 20,000 mistresses, Magneto. He was the master of magne mag magnetics, and he made the women gravitate to his dog. Uh, <laughs> what else were you going to say about Polaris? What was I going to say? I thought you, yeah, I thought you had a backstory for it. 
No, just uh, I already threw what, it out uh, there. What were her abilities? I'm sure it has something to to do with some with poles. sort of light and and fiery oh. aspect. I, I'm not really sure. Well, Mike, I didn't do the research into who these ladies are. I just know they're superheroes. Gloak, Jesus, God, this is the worst game we've ever played. That's what the people want to know. Worst, worst game we've ever played. All right. I enjoyed it because <laughs> I actually won. I want more yeah. of these. I have a chance in these. Um. Oh yeah, we're we're cutting it close here. We're already at an hour. Um. And I, I know on our at some point we want to actually finish and do like a glow review of the Netflix show because whoever uh, I mean if you love wrestling you're gonna like glow because it's it's almost like you know seeing how the sausage is made I know it's all women but you get to see how the sausage is made as far as producing a wrestling show I think that's my favorite part of watching it. Well, yeah, and they they struggle mightily. Like this isn't the size of WWE and, and the Netflix show. They're they're bouncing between warehouses, and now they're out of uh, a Vegas uh, resort. So uh, this upcoming season, uh, I I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, my favorite episodes are always the ones where they actually play out like an episode of Glow. Yeah, and you got a couple of them actually this season. So uh my my two favorite two favorites are freaky tuesday if anybody's watched it yet and a very glow christmas super fun i also uh if you're out there and you haven't watched it yet look out for outward bound that that's a great episode too with um some fun uh character development and i i think all three of these are are like the highest rated glow episodes on um imdb which uh, is pretty much just, uh, you know, taking everybody's critiques from, um, or I, I should say reviews from critics is probably the better way to put that. Uh, but I don't know if you want me to go into what happens in those episodes, Mike, but um, well, it's going to spoil it for you. I mean, because uh, this week we had a lot to cover as far as, uh, we barely even glossed over TakeOver. Um, oh my God, I totally we didn't forgot. We talk about, yeah. you know, Adam Cole and stuff. So I think we should probably dedicate, you know, a little more time to glow because right now we're kind of we're scrambling to you know get you guys on to whatever you're doing next year with you know just an hour dedicated to brothers of discussion um do you want to try and who do knows take if it'll be an hour after i book? delete that yeah sure i was gonna say who knows if it'll be an hour after i delete that game <laughs> um <laughs> no uh i mean it feels like every takeover we're calling it the best takeover ever and i, I think this one bell to bell oof I, I don't know if there's a bad match in the bunch uh, i mean even the match i i was not excited about was eo versus candace i think that was you know a, a super compelling interesting 20 minutes but the best easily man best show of the weekend uh was adam cole and johnny gargano bringing the house down for 60 minutes yeah i i still don't understand people that like go against that being a fun match or they say oh i fell asleep during it i look you can be exhausted because you watched three hours of wrestling but if you're telling me that was a bad match i don't know what the hell you look for anymore in pro wrestling that was everything we wanted there's all that like the the desire to win that title you don't god damn it you can't display it any like more genuine than when you're putting your own body on the line I, you want to hear a you want to hear a compliment? A lot of the times with 
you know, matches, there's just so many of them. You want to go to YouTube and watch the highlights. I think that yeah. is one match in the future. I will watch the full 60 minutes because the story they told from, you know, a basic wrestling match uh, that graduates into a street fight, that graduates into uh, just a, 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 a cage made of weapons, uh, and the stakes that these guys were, you know, willing to to go to, the risks they were willing to go to, just to hold the NXT, a you know, a piece of gold, maybe gold. It's probably metal with a little bit of gold shine on it that says NXT. The risks they were willing to put their bodies through to entertain us and win that belt. I, you know, I want that full story. I would not be satisfied with the YouTube highlight. Yeah, and, and everything that goes into that, I, I know uh, part of the thing that'll go away for me is is hoping that we're going to see uh, Champa at the end of that. And I know, didn't I wanted that. it too. That was part of the like excitement for the, that you get through the first two falls and that's what you're kind of waiting for. Yeah. Um, but And I think that's why they even announced that, the cage a little bit earlier probably than they intended. Um, yeah, I think you had to because you have it above the ring. People are going to take pictures of it. You can't really hide it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's an obvious one, but also, you know, like, I think people were clamoring online about, you know, Champa making a comeback uh, because he's starting to do autograph sessions and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, he's still kind of, he still in, owed uh, a, um, you know, a rematch. Um, yeah, he's going to be in Livonia soon. I know. We got to go see him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, it was, a, it was a good move to get Regal out there and be like, it, it will not be Tommaso Ciampa. That's not the third stipulation. Um, but yeah, it was it was just, it was it was punishing stuff. Um, well, I, I said myself on social media uh, for all of uh, all the followers out there, the two things I'm going to come back and watch, like you said, you're going to go to the full 60 minutes and watch that match again. Yeah um it was the fiend i like it's not just that i'm gonna remember it going into the end of this year we're gonna talk about it as match of the year or anything like that which is gonna be fun to figure out which adam cole um and johnny gargano match was match of the year uh at the end of this year but i mean i i said and this was my this was my compliment was i said i'm going to be thinking about this 10 years from now like these these two events bray bray wyatt coming out I guarantee we're all still going to be thinking about 10 years from now. Yeah. And this Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano, maybe the whole feud all together. Like think about um, how, how it's kind of, it was, it was replacing the Tommaso Ciampa Gargano feud, like off the cuff. Mm -hmm. And that's how great these two wrestlers are. And, and as performers, uh, you know, being able to, to set up promos and tell a story based on the characters they've already established and just to run out there and get that all set up. You put on a five-star match after WrestleMania. A couple months later, you put on another five-star match. And then after SummerSlam, you're throwing out another five-star match. Just, yeah, ah, so so great. Yeah, I, like, um, sometimes it, you know, you kind of, you kind of, you know, want to step back. And, you know, they had that whole storyline with Undisputed Era, you know, leaving draped in gold and, Collectively, they only left with Adam Cole in gold. But watching Saturday night, it, like it definitely looked like those the rest of the Undisputed Era didn't win because we need to get the rest of the talent over because the members of Undisputed Era are so good they don't need gold. Like 
Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish just put on a clinic, and the Street Profits are very good. Um, you know, Montez, you know, you and I love him. He's a hell of an entertainer. Um, but I just mean it's a it's a wildly different sport watching those guys do tag team wrestling. Um, all the strikes look violent. All the submission moves look like they, you know, they put that extra oomph in them to make them hurt, or at least look like they hurt. Um, and then, you know, uh, uh, Roddy Strong going against, you know, Pete Dunne and The Dream. Um, you know, Roddy didn't win, but I, I still think that he stood out the most in that match because he was obliterating Velveteen Dream. Like, it looked like he was... He was giving them receipts for all the, um, you know, success and push that he's getting, you know, because Roddy, he's not as gifted on the microphone. Um, but, man, is, is he talented at making just making a match look punishing? Like, this is not something anyone could do. You know, this is a yeah. special kind of human being who can make violence that is not going to actually cripple you make that kind of violence look excellent and that's that's something roddy did so that's my other compliment is how strong even in defeat undisputed era looked outside of adam um i i agree yeah no I that was that, that was, was a great match there there wasn't a ton no the only storyline was i don't i don't think mia yim and and shana had a great match. I think Shayna did her best, but it still seems like they're still trying to figure out their women's division um, in NXT because, you know, Mia looked, she looked a little green, just like Bianca Belair did when we saw her at Royal Rumble. Um, yeah, uh, I, I mean, it's just... I can, you know, you can, see, know. You can I... see flashes, but it's, she still looks a little tentative on offense, I'd say. Like, she doesn't want to hurt her opponent. Um... And that's something that Undisputed Era that you you never see hesitation. Like it, it looks like it's you know really painful stuff that you know I get remarketed now for wrestling schools, and I'm like, eh, I don't know. Watching Roderick Strong hit people, maybe maybe this isn't for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I don't know. Hey, well, I, yeah, I was thoroughly entertained no. for three hours, uh, especially yeah. that last hour, and it's. Uh, I think you're right on the money. Um, I would say that that Bray Wyatt, like to sum up today's show, that Bray Wyatt entrance is like, it's up there with Stone Cold's King of the Ring. Um, it's something that I'm going to think about and revisit. It's up there with like Mankind and Undertaker, just like incredible wrestling moments that when somebody asks, why do you watch wrestling? I'm going to show them this crazy shit, this, you know, three minute entrance and then, you know, a match that ensued after collecting that with takeover you know this is one of the matches what's one of the best matches you know the past couple years and i would say man look what these two guys you know poured out for that crowd uh yeah and we're we're really blessed right now with what we have in like nxt on the i mean in the main event scene um i think an interesting thing to to dissect uh like I, i we all loved nxt uh, it'll be interesting to see where all these guys go moving forward with NXT uh, moving on to Fox, uh, Fox Sports for a two-hour program. Um, you got to fill out that roster. You can't put garbage on TV because then people aren't going to want to watch it. So, 
you know, you got one thing with uh, Gargano losing and doing the whole thank you, kind of walk away from the ring. You know, the fans going crazy. I, I think that'll be something that that's that's uh, the big takeaway. Um, I, I, like on top of the matches being amazing, I, I think it's just so hard to to go into an NXT and be critical at the, and, and at this point. I think they've just been stellar every time but yeah it'll be interesting to see where the characters move yeah i mean to you know we had a couple tweets where you know we put something we were excited about and people were like yeah well, what's the next step gonna be and it's just like on this weekend with wwe creative hitting you know so many home runs uh we didn't even touch seth rollins defeating brock lesnar again um uh, which that match got incredible pops for um uh, you know, the... Yeah, I kind of feel like it's it's like, uh, and you're you're gonna be mad at me, but um, like the the Brock Lesnar matches are definitely like a basketball game. Like you really just gotta tune in for like the last, you know, the last quarter of it, and you'll you'll get the gist of what was going on. But that's you know that's when the amazing things start to happen. You know, it, somebody hits a three at halftime. Who gives a crap? There's going to be another 53 pointers before the game's over. Uh, so if Seth Rollins goes through the table or Brock goes through the table at the beginning of the match, eh. But we get to that end of the match and there's a bunch of finishers going back and forth and reversals and all the, <gasps> you know, almost uh, three counts. Like that, that's that gold of, of Brock Lesnar. That's where he's still, you know, he's still a big get. He's still the big show. <laughs> for lack of a better for lack of a better phrase there well yeah he's uh you know he's he's probably gonna take a little break now for a pay-per-view or two and i just wonder if he's gonna be you know he and bray wyatt are gonna have similar uh tv appearances just kind of a part-time thing to treat it like a special occasion and i think that's yeah, that's well, best for both those guys probably well i don't know if we want Bray Wyatt skipping too many pay-per-views. I don't know if that's going to happen. If um, I just feel like the the showing up on Monday and Tuesday might be less than than a Shane McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we promised we'd yeah, do let's... a shorter show. We're at we're gonna let's try to beat an hour fifteen. Matt, remind the people where can they find us? We're at. Uh, at BOD Podcast uh, for Twitter. You can find us the same way on Facebook, but please go to our Facebook group where we are doing live discussions. You can find it on the Facebook page, but just go ahead and find the Brothers of Discussion live wrestling uh, discussion page. And, of course, uh, BODpodcast.com and BrothersofDiscussion.com is where you can really start and find everything. You can find the archived episodes uh, and, of course, find all the links to our Facebook and Twitter. Uh, on top of that, if you could please go to wherever you are listening to this podcast and uh, subscribe, what do you do? Or follow, uh, subscribe, or favorite, yep. or follow, yep. and uh, and uh, review us because uh, every review we get, we're gonna get higher up in the uh, the algorithm. So that'll help us get more listeners, and eventually we'll have some sweet merch that everybody can buy, where um, you'll get for free if you're nice enough to us. So <laughs> tell your friends. Even if they don't listen, to go ahead and review us, and uh, we'll have something to give back. But thank you very much, everybody. Yep, we'll see you next week, and we're going to try and talk about Blow for real. All right, bye. Bye.